Welcome to the IEEE Digital Privacy Podcast Series, an IEEE Digital Studio production. This podcast series features conversations with industry and academic leaders, as well as key stakeholders of digital privacy, in order to help advance solutions that support the privacy needs of individuals. In this episode, Dr. Ali Tanazli shares his insights on digital privacy and its impact on healthcare, both for companies and individuals. Dr. Tanazli, thank you for taking time to contribute to the IEEE Digital Privacy Podcast Series. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved with digital privacy? Perfect. So my, my name is Ali Tanazli. I study biochemistry and biophysics, and I entered the corporate world. I was at Thermo Fisher, Sony, HP. And uh, most recently, I joined Lifespin in in Germany as CEO. And Lifespin is a company which is digitizing digitizing healthcare. We are basically creating digital snapshots of um, metabolic phenotypes and making making it basically machine-readable in the center that we develop algorithms to look out for human health conditions. That's one aspect. On the other hand, I joined about three years ago a blockchain cybersecurity company called Software out of Baltimore, Maryland. I'm on the board of directors, and there we are also looking at uh, blockchain-based approaches, how to make um, healthcare uh, basically more secure from a privacy standpoint, because what we have to keep in mind, and the pandemic even accelerated the digital transformation. However, the healthcare ecosystems, they are undergoing uh, a tremendous digital transformation from paper-based to electronic systems. But we also have to make sure that the new digital systems, uh, let's see, um, are also susceptible to human error and non-compliance. That's why we have to take care that the digital systems do a better job um, in the privacy uh, compared to old school paper-based documentation. So what are some of the challenges you face in protecting personal health information? First of all, why do I want to have personal health information digitally available? Ultimately, I want to have it for a better outcome or for better experience as a patient. However, what are the challenges? The challenges are that when I have the health information digitally, it can be all copied, right? Uh, so there is, uh, it's, it's important to make sure that the information doesn't spread. Why is that important? Because I want to protect my personal information. That's nature of, uh, of let's say, let's say privacy. I, I don't want to expose it necessarily to the public. I don't want to expose it to uh, corporations. I don't want to expose it to insurance companies, for example. Um, and we, we also have to uh, be aware that the health information actually um, it's a tangible asset. So there is actually a tremendous monetary value in health information, um, which uh, is at least comparable to information value in financial services. That means we need to be uh, very cautious how, how we protect this information. On the other hand, as there is value in health information, there are also potential ways how to monetize that. Right. For example, when I as a patient decide that I want to participate in a clinical trial, then I can think of new as a clinical trial services, 
which are based on blockchain-based smart contracts so that I actually get, as a patient, immediately rewarded uh, for participation in the clinical trial. So that means how technology can basically uh, match the individual patient with a larger clinical trial, which then leads ultimately to a better outcome for everyone. So for individuals, what are the ramifications of sharing health information? Uh, okay, first of all, I think we have to define what do we mean by sharing health information. Um, so I think it's, it's important to speak about the good and the bad ramifications. I think um, let's start with the good ramifications. The, the useful ramifications or the positive ones are basically if I have, um, let's say, a certain condition and I basically have to go from from my primary care physician to the specialist, ultimately I may get hospitalized and then again uh, go back to my primary care physician. It would be very convenient, I think, to have everything digital, let's say digitally um, available um, on your phone, for example, or in a way that you can own your data literally and also can master the access if you get access to your uh, primary care physician, to a specialist, and so on. I think. And if technology can help me to take better control of my own data, I think that's a great thing. What's the negative? The negative is that I need to have a certain degree of technical literacy. That means I may not be able to expect this technical, let's say, literacy from someone who is in his or her 80s or 90s, right? So basically, I need a certain level of uh, capability to deal with technology. That's, I think, one aspect that it may carry the risk that people, individuals who are not capable of uh, using these technologies would be excluded. That's, I think, something that we have to find uh, ways how to uh, mitigate that. Um, these are the different pros and cons of positive and negative uh, impact I'm seeing. Dr. Tanazli, what are your thoughts on the balance between the public good versus personal privacy? Yeah, and here I think uh, the COVID pandemic gave us a pretty good example of of uh, privacy versus public good. Um, and I think which is still debatable, right? When I let's say someone is tested for COVID, um, with whom is he, is this person going to share the result with the restaurant owner if the person wants to enter a place to have dinner? Right? Is that let's say let's say legitimate or not? Um, I think. Um, when we look at it from a perspective of um, ending the pandemic, and I think uh, it's, it's important to have a healthy balance between individuals who have, let's say, a certain disease like COVID, which may spread. But on the other hand, uh, we, we also want to be cautious not restricting the people too much, because I think this is a constitutional topic um, in many countries in the world. And I think during the pandemic, governments have been somewhat pragmatic to basically do what seemed to be best at that particular time. But I think the question cannot be solved easily. And, and from my standpoint, uh, let's say individuals need freedom and the freedom ends where I start harming others. That means during the pandemic, it was very wise, I think, to, um, to introduce certain measures like controlling vaccination, tracking uh, disease individuals, I think that's very legitimate. But on the other hand, it depends, I think, also on, a, on the opinion in the society how much 
people are willing to give up. For example, in South Korea, in people could uh, contain the pandemic pretty well because they had, um, let's say, very detailed tracking of diseased individuals. But this would not be possible to implement in other societies, maybe because of lack of digitized technologies or maybe because of public acceptance. So from a technology perspective, what are your thoughts on privacy by design? I think it's part of any sort of, let's say, um, new technology solution in this field. And and here I think I I need to be able, I think, to um, level or to introduce layers of information. So, for example, I personally wouldn't mind if my neighbors would know how many steps I'm walking every day, right? I think this is like the first layer, or let's say, what's your, how long did you sleep? I think there are pieces of information which are not very critical, which are not very delicate. Uh, and I think when we speak about privacy by design, let's say tech enabled design, then I think we, we have to be able to layer information based on its, let's say, criticality. Right. For example, I wouldn't like necessarily that someone knows if I would have cancer, for example. Right, That's a very personal thing. Um, and, and so I think we, we, we need to have technology. So it's like we need to have technology solutions which allow me as an individual to layer my health information in a way that I can decide with whom I'm sharing how much. For example, I may share with my fitness club. Uh, uh, some basic information about my my body metrics. On the other hand, I may share with my employer uh, some more level of or some deeper level of information, and so on and, and so forth. But I think important is that we understand that there are tools, technology tools available, which can provide this. So uh, when you look at blockchain um, enabled solutions in cybersecurity, just things, for example then I think we, we, we have basically technology tools at our hands. It's more a matter of um, educating the market, developing the market, and then basically um, implementing these solutions, which I think will happen in the next uh, 10 years. How do you see the IEEE Digital Privacy Initiative helping to advance the technology space? This initiative is really important because when you look at IEEE, IEEE is an international organization. Um, I'm U.S. and German citizen. I, li- I used to live in the U.S., moved to Germany now, and I'm very happy that IEEE has uh, granted us uh, all over the world. And I think having a forum, um, educating, informing engineers uh, about uh, new policies or about new technology solutions is um, of highest importance because these are all the engineers who are developing the new product. And so I think uh, creating awareness on the level of engineers is extremely important and, and useful. So in closing, do you have any thoughts for people who might be interested in learning more about digital privacy? I think it will be an important part of data science to be able to protect the data which I'm generating, being able to protect the information which I'm extracting out of the data. And to me, it feels like a natural fit to basically um, equip data scientists with these tools, also create awareness on the data science side. Um, do we need an own, let's say, study for that, like like own study classes? Um, I think definitely yes, because it's not only limited to healthcare, like uh, data protection has been always an important topic in financial services, right? I think there have been even spearheading this field 
because it's, it's it's a very delicate industry, but I think it will be of common interest. So I think it will be definitely important to uh, implement new uh, formats um, on the education level. And and I wouldn't start with that at the at the university. I would start with that already at schools. I think also with the um, use of social media, even younger kids are using so social media now, if you like it or not. That's the reality. And I think creating this basic awareness of privacy, what does privacy mean on a digital level, that's, I think, very important. Thank you for listening to our interview with Dr. Ali Tanazli. To learn more about the IEEE Digital Privacy Initiative, please visit our web portal at digitalprivacy.ieee.org. Dot org.